You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to the Grolix Podcast. This is Randy. And in the future, Halloween will officially be recognized from September 1st to October 31st. Because I say so. This is Jesse, and in the future, subway graffiti art will be used. You cut out. I think I might have lost you. Hello? There you go. Oh, how dare they They, they block my future prediction. I know, I know. It <laughs> must be controversial. Well, I guess. Corporations are people now. Oh, God, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is Jesse. And in the future, subway graffiti art will be used as corporate letterhead for office stationery. Yeah, that is why it cut out. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, occupy Google Hangout. <laughs> well, at least at least business, the world of business would look a lot cooler. Yeah, they would. <laughs> <laughs> Work on that, guys. Get it going. I mean, if you're going to be people, at least be interesting people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jesse, it's 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 October. What? Ooh. Or at least it will be when people are hearing this. More like Oddtober. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what that means. No, I don't no. know what that means. It was <laughs> I I don't have any uh uh any other ones outside of Rocktober, but that's not what this is. That's something else. <laughs> no, no. That's something else. <laughs> Far less cool than Oddtober. Yeah. In fact that might be the podcast name already right off the bat <laughs> the episode title well except that it's an even number podcast episode right um no it's number nine oh, oh! Yeah. october october <laughs> october number nine so before getting into our usual we have a fantastically horror-filled episode for you this month as would be appropriate. Yeah. Because that's what we are. Appropriate. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All the time. You, you, we, we, could be, we could meet your parents. You can invite us over for dinner. We will we'll, eat with the we'll proper, bring flowers. Yeah, we'll eat with the proper fork. We will say hello and how do you bring do? A, bring a wine that goes good food pairing wise. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> only responsibly drink one half glass of that wine. Right. Yeah, that's what's that's what that's what's good for your heart. Yep, exactly. Beyond that, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Cuz I'm not a doctor. Then we're going to steal your toilet toiletries. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
how much did a spit take there? <laughs> like, oh, literally, man. I was taking a drink. <laughs> you said toiletries. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, yeah, we, we, got lots of, we got lots of good comic books. We got some web comics to talk about. But first, we're going to catch up on, on, on what we've been doing. What, what's, what's new with you, Jesse? So many, so many things are new. That I can't even think of them. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we've got all sorts of things uh, coming up. Um, we've got, after this, well, it'll be the week that this airs, uh, is Scream in the Dark Film Festival in Omaha, Nebraska, which is a new horror film festival, which is totally appropriate for uh, the theme of this episode. Yeah. And uh, Tank Zombie Studios is going to have a table there. Uh, we're pretty excited about it. So, if you are in the, the Omaha metro area and you're into horror, you should definitely come check it out. Uh, put on by the by a great group of, of folks. They got some awesome films coming out. Uh, Mikey Taylor is on the uh, the board for this first year, and uh, we had an opportunity to talk to him a little bit at Ozfest. Mm-hmm. You had a chance to kind of sit in on some of his panels too, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I seen at least one where they were talking about um, surviving in a post-apocalyptic type world. It was very interesting. Um, but yeah, they I didn't get to talk to them much uh, personally, but they they seemed like pretty cool guys, and they're great. Um, and they stopped by the booth a couple times during the weekend just to kind of touch base and talk about screaming the dark and and also just how things were going at Ozfest. So it's pretty cool. Oh, and they they yeah, I also seen them at the Nebraska horror film uh, horror film panel. So yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Well, uh, they're they're in uh, with. Uh, uh, Doctor Sanguinary mm-hmm. and all of that, so you can you can be sure that there's going to be lots of awesome local horror stuff. Have you been preparing the usual uh, sketch cards and stuff like that? You know, this one kind of snuck up on me. I do have a handful of them, mm-hmm. uh, but some of them I I literally started during Ozfest and I'm still finishing them. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm not as you know, I'm not as stocked up as I usually am. Um, I would have liked to get like a like a new print. I always like to have a new print mm-hmm. to put out. Like for the last one, it was a Wonder Woman themed one, and I liked. I, I have a few ideas floating around. Um, I, what I I'll just throw it out there. What I'd like to do is I'm a big fan of the Muppet Show, and I'm a big fan of the Puppet Master series, uh, which is every like. That's pretty. I mean, <laughs> you got to be into you got to be really into the the genre in order to uh, kind of enjoy some of those. Oh, it's super cheese and super camp, but yeah, that's got its own appeal. Oh, yeah. 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 If if you uh, if you liked like I think like the first couple were the best ones, and then they kind of dip in quality, and then they kind of return to quality, and then they dip again <laughs> before completely falling off. And uh, <laughs> so I was thinking it would be really fun uh, to do like a. Uh, like the Muppet Show opening, you know, like when they do the title card mm-hmm. on the Muppet Show, and then they open up the O, and 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 like Gonzo jumps out, or or uh, or doesn't jump out, but he like hangs out of the O. Yeah. So the idea is, I want to take uh, Andre Toulon and uh, and and change it from the from the uh, the Muppet Show to the Toulon Show, 
in terms of the text uh-huh. and then have like the puppets kind of hanging all over the title card. Oh, nice. I think that, that would be a fun print, I think. Yeah, for sure. So, so if you're a listener and you're good at art, don't steal my idea. <laughs> yeah. Just, you jerks. Nothing, nothing like threatening the listener right now. Oh man. Hey, (laughs) it's fun because I mean, they're not going to talk back at least not immediately. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) and they're like, Hey, I was one of the, I was one of the dozen people that I actually listened to the show and you just insulted me. You just insulted me. Well, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm about to start resulting to that tactic just to get some emails at letters at brawlicspodcast.com. It's so you're gonna start saying controversial things. I'm gonna start saying controversial things. <laughs> like Okay, I got nothing. But <laughs> <laughs> like corporations aren't people. Corporations aren't people. That's see should, that's, what we did there? Now we, you have to argue about it. <laughs> I don't know who who has never mind. Never. I was about to say I don't know who there's, has. There's people. There's people. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's not what this is for. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I guess I'm just. I guess I'm just gonna have to start being nice to the fans. To the fans. We don't have fans. To the audience again. <laughs> you wait. They're gonna be wearing like shirts that have our visages on it. That'd be so weird. Right. Yeah. Like, like they'll. There'll be like the cartoon roundup shirts. They'll have like animated Randy on a shirt and animated Randy will be wearing accident shirt and it'll be super meta. Oh my God. Shirt shep- shirt section. <laughs> yes. I don't even know how you know if you're still in the dream there. <laughs> well, <I'm, laughs> I think the only way you know is if you're topless and you've made it out. Well, <laughs> yeah. But then clearly, but then <laughs> literally topless. But then, but then twist, <laughs> twist ending. There's a tattoo yep. of a shirt on your chest. <laughs> you, you can never get out. <laughs> never. But you get, uh, you know, the flip side of that is no one can ever pull the shirt back over your head uh, so you can't oh. see, and then like pummel you, uh, schoolyard style. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> That's so, a, that's one worry. Exception's not all bad. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's something that I worry about every day. That and pizza. Yeah, because ju- it's all pizza. It's just a general. It's just a t- <laughs> nice. It's just a general concern about pizza. Mm-hmm. I find myself in the middle of the day be like, what? What about the pizza though? What about the pizza? And who stole all my toiletries? <laughs> they seem like such nice boys. <laughs> they seem, they did. They come in, they started talking about sh- sh- shirtception, and then they they ran off with our toiletries. Uh, that's why we don't have any fans. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Holy, holy, holy crap. This really got random. Um, <laughs> I like it. Uh, so, yeah, Scream in the Dark. So, if you're in the middle of the country, middle of the U.S. area around Nebraska, uh, Omaha, Nebraska, you, there's still time after you hear this. There will still be. Yeah, a- it's uh, Scream in the Dark, Omaha. 
com. Oh, there we go. So that's how you can uh, that's how you can find out, get tickets, those kinds of things. I'm not certain if they're still selling tickets online, but there will be information about how to get them. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be able to make that one or not. Yeah, it's, it's coming up fast, and, and it like it snuck up on me too. But uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, it's just the two days, and the vendor room is open a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like vendor room is open on Saturday from 10 to 9 p.m. So it goes a lot later than oh a yeah lot of these cons do yeah. And then uh, oh Sunday 10 to 6. So it it runs decently late even on Sunday. So kind of cool. Also, uh just uh I mean looking looking ahead for a change, uh we just confirmed uh Tank Zombie Studios just confirmed a table at British Fest for uh 2015. Oh, nice. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh I think it's uh in July this year. You can figure that out at BritishFest.com, I believe. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be at the Mid America Center, and and if you uh, if you're part of the Facebook group that they have for British Fest, um, he's already working on another Dalek and um, the facade to the Baker Street door for Sherlock fans. Oh, nice! Heaven only knows what else. So, do you think in the UK they have? America fests. <laughs> <laughs> Where they pull tea out of the bay. <laughs> there, there's the controversy we needed. No, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's something that's been brewing for a while. Oh, well done. That's well on done. a level. That's a level of pun. I usually don't. I usually that don't. Was, yeah, that was good, sir. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's next? What's next? Do you, uh, the podcast day. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean. You talking about podcast day? <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> we, we can cut this. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. This will come out the day after podcast day, right? Yesterday was National Podcast Day internationally. Uh, <laughs> internationally, nationally, no. yeah. I assume. Um, I just kind of have to. Assume, I assume everything online that's like an online movement is international because really it kind of is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the global it's, network. But it was called National Podcast Day, September 30th. Obviously, we're recording this beforehand, but you'll hear it after. Still doesn't hurt. It's it's basically a, like a podcast awareness day in that um, I don't remember the, the specific statistics, but, you know, podcasts still aren't widely, like, understood as to what right. they are. It's kind of like radio, but I can listen to it whenever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, it's far more convenient. It's more and convenient. broad in scope, so do it. And not regulated, which is, yeah, personally, I think, a, a great thing because you, you're going to get a lot more different kinds of content. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a, so it's socialist radio? 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa. no. Oh, no. <laughs> Corporations are people. <laughs> wow. There's a really strange yeah. political undertone to this episode so far. <laughs> it's October. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> it's scary, isn't it? But yeah. Check out what was it? is it nationalpodcastday.com I believe if I'm wrong I'll have to so. I'll fix that but um and they're on Twitter and all sorts of things yeah and and they're pretty awesome about like retweeting my stuff and saying thanks and blah 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 so thank you yeah that. I noticed that today they they were really yeah like res- not just retweeting but like responding too yeah that's always nice because it means you know yeah. I mean they're actively actively trying to get the word out there. Um, I would like for us to be able to do something on the 30th. I'm not sure if we will because we will actually be recording another podcast, but that's not right. something that can go out live. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe we'll have a maybe we'll surprise people. Maybe yeah. in the past they will hear no, because we'll be recording it. How <laughs> 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 oh, wibbly wobbly. Yeah, it was it's nationalpodcastday.com. Oh, the website okay good yeah and and well it's if you're listening to this chances are you know what a podcast is but if you stumbled across this like later on youtube or something and somehow managed to get this far into the show without knowing what a podcast is um check it out and there there is good information on like what is a podcast and then also if 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 you're just curious they have like um there's like a cool like timeline of like podcast milestones and notable notable podcast history so to speak um and then if you if you host or or you know if you're a part of a podcast they also have some cool resources on there for for podcasters so even though it was yesterday it it would be where it's worth checking out still and you know annual so you know gear up for next year put it on your calendar get ready for next year already yep for sure Start a podcast. Start a podcast, and <laughs> and then high five us like digitally, and uh, tag us in, and we'll do a podcast about your podcast, and then it'll be podcastception. Yeah, podception. <laughs> podception. That sounds like a really. <laughs> that sounds like uh, like something that pod people do from the fifties sci-fi movie. <laughs> I'm glad you went there. Yeah, yeah. You're, as soon as you said it, I thought that might be where you're going. Yep. Yep. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Pod people begin at podception. Um, that's that's exactly right. And so do corporations. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, all right if corporations, if corporations are people, they could be pod people too. Oh boy, <laughs> that's horrifying. <laughs> well, it was a horror. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's piggyback that. Um, so we, I mentioned we will be recording a podcast that day. Um, mm-hmm. it, I, I'm still nailing down specifics on where this podcast, this mysterious podcast, will go. Um, either way, I will, I will throw word out through the Grolix podcast, uh, social networks and stuff. But we are recording a Halloween special, like podcast mini series, which I don't think is something that happens very often. And it should. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I like the idea. But basically, uh, that day, I'm going to get together with Jesse and Holly and some of his people. Uh, Axton, too, I believe. Yep, Axton will be there. And uh, someone I've been wanting to have on the uh, on the Grolix podcast for a while, uh, Dave Bell, is planning to be there. And I think he's going to add an awful lot to the conversation. So excited about that. Oh, nice. And there, there may be another uh, another gent that might jump in, but we haven't really heard confirmation on that. So, but we'll be speaking about all manner of creepy, ghosty, ghostly stories, and and basically uh, the the concept behind it. I don't know how exactly it'll play out. Maybe it'll just be a bunch of fun, which which is good too. Um, but the concept behind it was like. You know those moments when you're sitting around with friends and you start talking about odd experiences you've had or like ghost stories or different stuff and you just all kind of creep each other out? I want to I want to filter that into a recording and that hopefully will make for some cool uh, Halloween Halloween time podcast shows. Yeah. Hey, maybe we'll make a tradition of it. That would be cool. Yeah, for sure. So one episode will be featuring Jesse and his crew, and then the other episodes, I will have some other people on. It's looking like it'll be three episodes. So, three-episode miniseries in October. And uh, if you guys are interested in that, I will let you know when we get closer to to releasing those. Awesome. And and uh, speaking of the Grolix Podcast social network, uh, we're all over the place, and we need you to follow us, favorite us, uh, like us, uh, pin us, all sorts of things. Yes, we need you to because uh, it, it just helps. It helps our self-worth. Yeah, <laughs> our we feel like we're doing something. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> we feel almost like a corporation at that point, like real people. <laughs> like real people. We're not real people. <laughs> Like Until, real corporation people. Yeah. Until we have shareholders. <laughs> I said I was going to leave that alone, didn't I? Oh, it's too fun, though. It's too fun. <laughs> it's too fun and too ridiculous yeah. to, to not leave alone. But, yeah, hit us up on Twitter, at Grawlix Podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Grawlix Podcast. And the newest one, oh, and YouTube. Hit us up on YouTube. That's not really a social network, but there's... Tons of stuff going on on YouTube. We can talk about that later, maybe. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the newest one is Pinterest, which I personally, I've actually really been enjoying having a Grolux account on Pinterest, but check that out. There's all kinds of cool artwork and pictures. And one of my favorite things about Pinterest is, other than just sharing the art, it's like a fantastic way just to share links to cool websites where, you know, because yeah. if you click it, it'll have a link to where that picture came from and... Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff on there. Smaller Totems is on there. We that's a webcomic uh that we recommended a while ago. They're on there and I think they're following us. I'm following them. They have some cool oh, stuff awesome. to look at. So it's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, it's kinda like um if if you're if you're kind of on the fence with uh with Pinterest, it's like what Twitter and Facebook is, but with more visuals. Yeah. Yeah, more visuals, less uh, less of those text funny. Wall. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Nothing against text walls, Twitters. <laughs> yep. Although I try to, I on Twitter even I try to make 
not everything has pictures, but I try to make sure there's some type of image attached to a lot of our tweets because it looks pretty. Yeah. Like the the poll list. What's up with this tie? Did did it break? No, it is still an eight way tie. Well, you you know, I've got a I've got an easy way to solve that. Yeah. You guys mentioned on, and, and this is going to be a pseudo segue. I don't know if you wanted to save this for later, but uh, on the Grolix, I, I recently listened to the Grolix Night episode on uh, the YouTube channel, and you guys mentioned the D and D, my D and D connection. Mm-hmm. I have an eight sided die. Oh, nice, nice. Which we can use, which we can use to you know figure that that bad boy out. Oh, nice. All right. Well, and I've got the pie chart up on my screen. Oh, do you? Okay. Well, I will. Yeah, that you posted on Twitter just a bit a bit ago, or yeah, yeah, an hour ago. That's a good look at pizza pie. Um, that is a beauty. <laughs> that's that's how I like my pizza sliced in only eight pieces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could talk about Grolix Nights for a moment too, if you like. Yeah, let's do that real quick. So. Uh, this last weekend was the first weekend in which we didn't have the, uh, like a regular YouTube show to go up. Um, we so far been alternating between posting, uh, the podcast episodes to YouTube and doing comics news roundup. So, uh, Melanie and I recorded a special YouTube exclusive, uh, bonus. You could call it a mini podcast episode. Um, it's, even though it's like 30 minutes, which is, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's not not as many as I had planned. But uh, uh, it's called Grolix Nights. Um, I, I love that. I literally laughed out loud. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had, a, I had a good time with that. Well, I was thinking, I was trying to think of, you know, after the title came to me, then I had the image of the little, the, the, the curse of nights on the side. And, <laughs> yeah, and you seem to enjoy that. And we talked about uh, uh, oh, David Hasselhoff. They, yes, they watch nights. I don't even think he was in the, that spinoff, but oh, it, you know, it, Baywatch had the Baywatch Nights spinoff. It's it's and I just it's the struck Hoff. me as funny. Yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can't handle the Hoff. You can't handle the Hoff. So then I had to come up with that that intro little video. It just seemed so appropriate with the saxophone. But, uh, so check that out, check that out, youtube.com slash Grawlix podcast. Um, yeah, Melanie and I had, had a lot of fun recording it. She missed out on the origins episode because like today and, and most days, um, she doesn't get to come in till about halfway through the episode. So we never really got to talk to her about her comic book reading origins and habits, um, so that's kind of how that started, and then it turned in, you know, the, we uh, talked about that for about 15 minutes, and then you get about 15 minutes of It's All Pizza. I, I, got, a, I got a feeling that's why people come back, is for pizza. I think so, too. I think so, if too. You want, if you want people to stay for, like, an after-work meeting and not get paid, there better be pizza. Uh, yeah, it, exactly. You hear that, corporations? People are hungry. Real people. <laughs> yeah, real people are hungry too (laughs) (laughs) and and not just for stakeholder shares yeah yeah. although steak is good (laughs) yeah i i like to hold steak i like to hold steak but i'm not sharing okay (laughs) anything any straw i can grasp (laughs) (laughs) 
but yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, I'm not sure how often we'll do that. I don't know that it'll necessarily be like a on the regular type thing. Cause I've got some other shows kind of planned for the channel too. It's probably something that we'll do once in a while and I'm not sure what the topics will be, but I figure there's things that, um, I know you, Jesse don't always, there's stuff that you don't always get around to, or there's stuff that me and Melanie will, will watch or something that, that you might not be interested in. So that's kind of where just that extra stuff will go that we either can't fit into the regular podcast or maybe it's a little outside of the scope of what we usually do in the regular podcast. But so you're, so you're saying that my rant against Ghostface from from Scream and how Speedball is better than him that would be like a Grolic's Night thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's definitely that's definitely pizza. It's pizza and pizza goes everywhere. Uh, <laughs> I haven't even I haven't even tweeted about this, <laughs> so this is Grolic's exclusive. <laughs> I, I all I seriously all I could think because I wasn't thinking Scream. All I could think was Ghostface Killer, and I was like, "What? <laughs> he, he 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 could bring the fire, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, okay." So I was so lost. Oh no, I, I think that I think that um, Ghostface Killer probably. Probably tops speedball, and that pains me to say, but probably. If you're right. go, if you're gonna whip up that infographic, I'm sure that'll be up by the time this goes out. And oh yeah, yeah. Well, at some point I'm gonna make that. So the basic argument, because I'm totally taking this on a tangent, which may just need to be cut. Uh, but in case it's not cut, uh, the argument is that uh, that Ghostface from the Scream franchise is uh lame in comparison to like Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees and and I I don't think you can argue that but um my friend Dave uh said that he was akin to Speedball joining the X-Men and I like Speedball so I didn't <laughs> make a fancy to that metaphor comparison and uh I I maintain that Speedball is still better. Than <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be whipping up an infographic to prove it. <laughs> that's what. <laughs> that's such an internet thing to say. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll prove it with a JPEG. Oh man, that's that makes oh that validates the <laughs> argument. I think that makes everything so, so much better. I think so because not everyone can make a JPEG. Yeah. You're gonna use your except, your technical wizardry, except that they can, but they won't not, because not everybody yeah. is that dedicated. You gotta have passion. <laughs> I think so. I think so. You gotta have passion and half, conviction. Half of our listeners don't even know who Speedball is and why they should care. <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell them with a pick. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> you, you wait, guys. <laughs> He, he, uh, <laughs> these yep, just, they're still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, uh, where did that? So that's Grolic's Nights. Grolic's <laughs> Grolic's Nights. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I could almost. Oh man, I could almost cut that and just use it as a Grolic's Nights. Um, <laughs> just just about yeah. 
I, I probably won't. We got to keep, we got to keep, we got to keep the cream of the crop for the, for the main episodes. <laughs> and that's definitely, uh, the cream of the crop. <laughs> oh, it's half and a half. <laughs> <laughs> web comics. You have a web comic recommendation for us this month. What do you got? My comic is zombie, uh, zombie boy comics. It's, you know, that's, that's the URL zombieboycomics.com, And it is done by the singular, uh, Mark Stokes. And Mark Stokes has been really active in the, uh, comic community for a long, for a long time. He published his zombie boy comics, uh, himself kind of throughout the 90s, and then he uh, relaunched it again through Antarctic Press. So he's, he's had this, this comic character for a while, and recently uh, he's brought him back in kind of a webcomic form in, in that kind of strips fashion. And uh, it's, it's kind of like, I, I thought I was the only one that made this comparison, but I read an article on Bleeding Cool about zombie boy and they made the same comparison so uh it, it's just a good comparison it's it's basically like what if the adams family was crossed with uh peanuts charles schultz's peanuts mm. uh and if you 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 can the thing that's really cool about a good web comic is that you can jump in anywhere you can jump in on the uh on the one that he has up right now if you just go to zombieboycomics.com uh, you'll see a comic, and you don't even have to know who the characters are, and the sight gag is still going to be funny. In, in fact, this one really reminds me of kind of uh, the one that's that's on the screen for me right now is uh, is like a it's kind of like in a fishbowl type of situation where you've got like a treasure chest and like a little mini tower, and there's this turtle on top of the tower. He's like a scout. And uh, this character jumps out of this treasure chest that just happens to be sitting down at the bottom of the base of the tower. And he uh, first he waves the uh, surrender flag so that the scout puts up his uh, his weapon. And then uh, he pulls a super soaker out of the chest and then, you know, blasts the turtle. So it's very spy versus spy in this one. And so you get a lot of fun sight gags and things uh, in his strip. Uh He's he's definitely kind of a throwback in that he actually draws and inks and letters everything by hand. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I mean, and and knowing that, I think really uh, really enhances the experience uh, because there's just not that many people out there that do that anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, some some people uh, start out doing that and then they go ahead and they start using fonts to letter comics uh some some people do it retroactively and start with uh, or you know reverse that they'll start with fonts and then they'll eventually realize that they can be selling originals and they'll go back and learn how to letter uh, but stokes just does a really nice job of, of having a clean awesome package with every strip that he produces and one of the reasons that i really wanted to uh you know, I recommend him this this month is that uh, right now he has a Kickstarter going on and it's going to continue to go on until the 15th of October. So there's as you're listening to this podcast, hopefully there's still time uh, to go ahead and back him. Uh, I think as of 
this podcast, he's not quite met his goal, but he's rapidly approaching it. I've backed it, so I'm not just talking about it. Uh, you know, I, I believe in it, and I believe in his work. So I highly recommend it. I recommend it with my own money. Nice. So definitely check that out, and you can find out uh, you can find out about his Kickstarter. Uh, it's right there on it on his uh, on his website. So if you go to the website, you can see right at the top of the page uh, a banner link that will take you right to the Kickstarter, where you can find out more about how he's creating a book, uh, his first volume of of collected strips for Zombie Boy, and there's a lot of really cool um, incentives to be a backer, including you know pre-ordering the book, which is you know what I think a lot of people will do, uh, but you, if if you're just kind of want to give it a try, you can also get the the DRM free PDF, so you can get it digitally if you're not sure that you want to commit to a book. Um, you can also, if you want to go the other route and get all the exclusives, he's offering everything from uh, free sketches, well, I mean free included in the pledge, uh, to exclusive uh, postcards and and book. Marks and original artwork from the strips, which you know, I mean, that's one of a kind. When you get the when you get the original, no one else has it. He's it's a super class act. He's been uh, he's been involved in the industry for a long time in in so many different ways, and he's still doing it. And he's still innovative. Like he's taking this very simple comic strip style, very peanuts like, and he will even take it and he'll animate it. Oh, nice. Um, so he's, so he's playing with you know he's playing with a, a medium where he's doing it real traditional style you know he's he's doing everything by pen and ink and then he'll animate that so I I think that I'm just spellbound by that definitely check out the the Kickstarter definitely check out the comic and uh, support Mark Stokes because he does incredible work and he's a nice guy hit him up on Twitter I think his uh, Twitter handle is at crash with a K. Uh, so K R A S H and then underscore POW P O W. Yeah, definitely follow him on Twitter too. He's a friendly guy and very interactive on there. He'll he'll engage. You know, I, I I think one of the things I most appreciate about him is that he has been around. I mean, he's been around the block and he he knows what he's talking about and he doesn't talk down to new creators or creators who are pretty pretty fresh to the game you know he he kind of puts you on the same level as him and it's like i don't know if i'm even in your league dude but i really appreciate the fact that you, that respect that mm -hmm. he throws around to everybody that that's giving this a shot because he knows how hard it is so very cool yeah zombie boy yep yep <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad at closing my reviews. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, go do it." That's okay. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I'm bad at a, I'm at, I'm bad at the big middle chunk of a review called the review. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I also have a webcomic recommendation, and much like the last one, this is very Oddtober uh, appropriate. Yeah. And 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 the name of the has a special connection to me too and will give me an opportunity to cross promote later i asked if people had good horror webcomic recommendations for me to check mm -hmm. out 
Um, I got two really good ones. Um, I didn't have time to read a lot into one of them, so I'm just going to do the one, and I'll save the other one for another time. Um, but the one I did, I did read, uh, The Last Halloween. It's created, it's created by Abby uh, Howard, and I have a summary. This is a summary from the website, which is last-halloween.com. Uh, the Last Halloween is the story of Mona and her unusual friends who must work together to, to defend humanity from countless horrific monstrosities. Perhaps they will succeed and humanity will prevail as it always has. Or perhaps this will be The Last Halloween. This is a very cool webcomic. It's, it's, it's an ongoing type story, uh, but it's also humorous. There, there are sight gags, but there's this young girl that, that you follow. And basically, there's kind of this, like, monster attack going on. Like a kaiju type of monster? Not or... not like a kaiju. Um, sorry, Melanie's here. She just walked yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, as, as As much as she doesn't want to admit it, Melanie's been a little a little sick. <laughs> I don't get sick. I get out of sorts. Yeah, that's what that's she what says. Oh, yep, yep. Carlin <laughs> um, had a good bit on, on, I'm not sick. I can get sick. You know, if I really wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the last Halloween. I am butchering this. It's an ongoing storyline, um, but it's also very humorous. There's sight gags and stuff like that. The art is very cool. It's a it's a black and white. It's like high contrast black and white, where it's just black and white. Um, really nice line work, and it's got. I'm trying to think of how to describe the style without saying Tim Burton-esque, because that's so overused. And it's not exactly right, but it's close. Like, I think mm. that kind of gives you an idea of what it looks like. But I don't necessarily, like... At this point, it seems... You don't, you don't want to pigeonhole it. Yeah, I don't want to pigeonhole it. But it's it follows this little girl uh, on Halloween, possibly the last Halloween, as the summary said. And... Um, there are these these monsters, and the monsters look super cool. She's chased out of her house by this monster, and she comes across... I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but this is kind of like early on. She comes across this group of other kids, and they're very strange-looking kids. They're very strange kids. And she comes across them as they are, for whatever reason, digging a corpse out of the cemetery. Fun. And oh. a, a good example of... of of some of the humor in this in this webcomic is when she comes across them, she's like, you know, obviously like knows they're, what they're doing, you know, and, and questions them a bit about it. And then one guy's like, what, what are you talking about? This is my friend. And he's, he's standing, it's one panel shows him standing there holding this corpse and the art is fantastic. It looks like a corpse, <laughs> but there's this little kid holding this corpse. And then he's like, what, this is my friend. And the next panel, the corpse just has sunglasses on. And then we're, we're just hanging out and the next panel, he's got like sunglasses and uh, like a Hawaiian t-shirt on mm -hmm. and <laughs> just, just, there's lots of gags like that. But at the same time, it's not for kids cause it's pretty gory. Yeah. Uh, the monsters will attack and eat and, and just tear people all apart. That sounds like my kind of comic right there. It's pretty cool. You should check it out. I think you'd like it a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I don't, you know, I don't want to go too far into it. There's, there's. There's a reason why these monsters are there. Um, there's this really kind of cool... It's setting up kind of a cool world of its own, you know? Mm -hmm. um, this, like I said, it was this was created by, by Abby Howard. 
And she, she also does a couple, she does some other stuff. She also does the junior scientist power hour webcomic. She funded this through Kickstarter. I believe the idea is, um, it will eventually be like something like 110, 120 page graphic novel, uh, that she's releasing just online, like a webcomic every Wednesday is another page. Mm -hmm. And, and each page is, it's, I mean, it's pretty long. Like you get a lot every, every time. And I believe she's up to 43 or something like that. Page 43 or so. Her goal was $9,000 to launch this, this webcomic and, and make this her full-time job, which she does. Um, and she finished in July of 2013 with $126,000. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So it was one of those Kickstarter deals where, and then some. Yeah. You know. Um, which is nice because mm-hmm. they don't all go that way. No, they don't. They don't. Sometimes you want a movie funded and you get two dollars. Sometimes you want to make potato salad and you, yeah, <laughs> you get fifty potato- grand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so crazy, but yeah, really good. I uh, I butchered that whole review, but it wasn't that bad. Definitely check it out. I think I got the main points across. Um, it's cute and gruesome and funny and. Like I said, there's there's some pretty cool w- world building going on, and uh, so it captured my imagination. I haven't read the whole thing yet, so I'm kind of glad because I hate when I catch up and I'm like, oh no, I want I want to read more. So <laughs> yeah, so yeah, check that out. I will. There we go. How's how'd that go? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah, it was something. So what all did you guys get through then? Nothing. Web comics. <laughs> web comics. We talked. I don't even know what we talked about for forty minutes, and then web comics. Since it's October, you missed out, Melanie. <laughs> okay. On, on math puns. <laughs> oh boy. Um, <laughs> since this is our Halloween episode, uh, we're gonna follow up those two horror-themed web comics with horror-themed comic comics. <laughs> What? What? <laughs> you know, you know what's even, you know, what's kind of cool about this transition is that uh, the cabinet was actually a Kickstarter-funded comic as well. I know, right? Yeah. Right. It's like we planned this, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so full page bleed out. You introduced me to this, the the cabinet. And so, so give us the setup on on how you came across discovering the cabinet. Well, I came across it because I am a fan of Kelly Williams, and he's the artist um, for the cabinet. And so, when he started promoting this on Twitter, I uh, I had to check it out, and I really like the premise of it in that it's uh, a horror story that is based in they they build it and they marketed it as this historical based uh horror story mm-hmm. and so i kind of like my horror to be um either totally removed from from reality or steeped in reality because i think that the stuff that's steeped in reality is scarier mm-hmm. like if it could happen then ooh that's creepy um or I just like it to be outlandish, like you know, uh, like Nightmare on Elm Street kind of thing. Yeah. So you know, I, I kind of like both ends of the spectrum. And so when I saw that that was happening, um, I definitely wanted to check it out. And and I was a backer uh, for the cabinet. 
You uh, helped make this happen at that time. It's your fault. So that was one of the reasons that I recommended it. It's it's my it's my fault. Uh, so um, so it's it's uh written by Christian Sagan, on by Kelly. Okay, hold on. Could you, it's written by who? You cut out a little bit. Okay, it's written by Christian Sager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Written by Christian Sager. Kelly Williams also goes by Treebeard online. And uh, I'm I'm all I'm all pausing now because I'm like, am I still there? No, you're still here. It it got it really was weird. It kind of like it did the glitchy thing. Again. It like time skipped you. Oh, yeah, my, my glitchiness. It time skipped you. <laughs> It only does it when on the important parts too. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that's good. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know how many times. Uh, I don't know where to start. <laughs> how many um, times you want to say who this? Who wrote this book? <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't catch, it's Christian Sager. <laughs> Writing and lettering. Uh, Kelly Williams is on is online. Like I said, I I follow him on uh, Twitter, and I. I believe his Twitter handle is at Treebeard, uh, and he's got his own websites. and And I, I just enjoy watching the stuff that he posts. Recently, he's done a whole series of bears, like literally bears, but then like make them superheroes, and and they're awesome. Uh, so you know, if you get a if you get a chance, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully you'll want to check out the cabinet after our review because it's going to be such a stellar review, but, (laughs) but uh, also, you know, like check out tree beer, you know, his, his site and he's got a Etsy shop where you can, where you can see and buy all of these things. So that's kind of, kind of the footwork or the groundwork for, for how we got here. A brief summary. This came from, um, what website was it? It was uh, the the writer had posted this is the summary on some website I can't remember where I pulled this from. On a doomed 1901 mission to the Arctic Northwest Passage, a shadow cabinet of social outcasts opposing American governments find horror and madness that leads them to slight spoilers at the end. So I'm not gonna finish it, but I think this is gonna be kind of a mixed review between the three of us. I'll go ahead and start and say. I liked the book, but I had issues. Some of those issues were probably my fault, uh, much, much like Duncan the Wonder Dog issues. But I will start, well, maybe I'll start with the negatives and then end with the positives um, for myself. Uh, my issues with the book were, uh, I liked the artwork. It looked nice, but I had trouble distinguishing certain characters from each other. There, there were... Um, like three of the males looked very similar at times. Right. And I would, I kind of mixed them up a little bit. Um, like the one character towards the end who kind of goes off on his own and he has this very oh, str- yes, strange yeah. experience. The, the major spoiler there would be, yeah. Yeah. I'll try. I'll, I'll, I don't want to spoil it, but um, I didn't realize that character was that guy until like right at the end. I was like, Oh wait, Wait, that was oh, I, and, and like I said, that's probably my fault. But I did get confused, yeah. and also that there, there's the two the two ladies on the ship. I mixed them up occasionally. When the one lady had a gun in her hand, I knew it was her. But <laughs> but I had trouble. I had like like I said, I like the art. It looked good. Uh, the place like this, the scenery and everything looked really good. I didn't ever have any trouble there. There wasn't confusion there. I think Melanie said she had a little bit of trouble 
when it would be telling the present time story and then occasionally it would jump back to this thing that happened to earlier an earlier ship sure yeah yeah, yeah there's a flashback series for sure mm-hmm. i know melanie had I'm, I'm sorry you could say it yourself but i know melanie had some trouble distinguishing that i didn't have that trouble my trouble was with just main with mainly with the characters at times yeah well i had a little bit of trouble with that mostly with the chicks again like you said if, if that one chick wasn't carrying her gun I was slightly confused about who was who. Uh-huh. And then only mm-hmm. a couple times with the guys. And I think it was really just the the first character you're introduced to mm-hmm. and then the one the other the one guy that had an obsession with that with the one chick. Anyway, mm-hmm. those I got those two confused once or twice, but no, it was it was like I um I don't know if I wasn't just fo- I just wasn't following well, but uh, at least cuz I actually did went to flashbacks a couple times and it's at least one of those times I know I was like uh confused as to what was happening I was like wait these characters don't seem all that familiar to me and I'm like oh wait no they're doing another one of those where they found a book or you know a diary or something Mm -hmm. something of that nature not the one that they had when they left but one that they found while Mm -hmm. they were there and it and it took me a minute to realize that that was what was going on was they were reading you were essentially in a flashback yeah. yeah But once I once I figured it out, it was fine. But I liked and I liked the story a lot too. I kind of wish they could have had more time, though. I mean, like I wish it would have been longer and more in depth because there was lots of cool stuff that I wish they could have explored more. That was my kind of my other problem with the book is there were portions that felt not rushed but like missing. It just felt like it would go from a scene to a scene, and it felt like there should be something in there. Almost like the story was compressed a little bit more than what the story wanted to be. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I, I feel that mostly around like it, they got stuck after they got stuck in the ice or whatever. And then it was it was like, and now this is happening. And then that happened. And then this happened a little bit. You know, like the, uh, the um, Native American and the one chick went off. I don't know when they went off. And then... And then she came back and I don't know, things happening. Yeah. But that kind of, I, I'm not sure if it was supposed to be that way, but I thought it was supposed to be that way to make you feel disoriented. But I, I don't know. I could be wrong. No, I assume so. And Jesse sounded like he had, was going to say something. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, I'm, I can jump in whenever, uh, you know, like going back to the Kickstarter, I, I think that part of the reason that probably felt rushed is that I think it was. I think in <laughs> yeah. a sense it, it was rushed because um, it, when they were when they were uh, putting this all together, uh, Kelly Williams fell ill, oh. and so this this really pushed back the production of of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that that probably had an impact on on things. Mm-hmm. I, I think overall I think overall it, it does. You know, it still tells the story, but I w- I, I'm with you guys. I, I would have liked to seen what it would have been like if they, if they. I, I imagine that they felt rushed on this mm-hmm. because yeah. of just you know life got in the way, and then also you know they had this Kickstarter that was fully funded, and they had to start putting things out. Um, right. So I can only imagine that that definitely played a part in 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 the final product. My own thoughts on the art style and whatnot is is that I think I think what he does is pretty good, but it's very hard to distinguish characters in a time period like this where they basically 
did all look alike with the exception of the uh like the ship captain. <laughs> like the ship captain was the one guy you probably weren't going to confuse with somebody else. It's also it's a it's a color it's sort of a color book, but it's also sort of black and white because of the way that the colors are are used. It's mostly black and white with with a, some embellishment of color. Um and I think that probably doesn't help keep things real clear because you know like all all the characters are either belong you know in that in that regard with it being black and white it's like all the characters have black hair or they don't yeah that's a good point um i think like a full color palette would have been able yeah it would have helped distinguish the characters um that being said i did appreciate the 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 style they went with on the color because it's like you said it's like black and white um, with a tint, it's like a tint, there's a lot of blue yeah. or kind of, you know, cool or, or warm colors, blue or kind of a yellowish orangey color. Um, and it's not just like they tinted the page, like the color was used in the shading and stuff like that, but a page mm-hmm. would be all one color. And yeah. I, I liked that aesthetic quite a bit. I thought that was interesting. Um, it, in a way it made since the, the story takes place. Uh, what it say like 1901 or so somewhere around there it made it feel like an old time story because it had like a sepia a toned feel even though you know it wasn't necessarily just that like uh warm yellow sepia uh it was you know blues and stuff like that but and pinks and stuff but i i kind of enjoy i appreciated that look to it and then, and I hate to, I, I don't want to, I basically, I want to get the negatives out of the way so that I can praise the book because I did enjoy, I did enjoy this book. Um, the mm-hmm. other thing was, and this kind of falls into it feeling the story feeling rushed is the end came up out of nowhere on me. And yeah, like the end is very, a kind of abrupt, um, because you've got this, the story that goes on for however many pages and then I would say the end of the book is like maybe five pages or so is what it felt like anyway. Uh-huh. I was kind of thrown by it, but there's not a lot I can say about the end without, without spoilers. And I don't want to spoil it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's bad. I was just not expecting it. And it, yeah. Well, you know, without, without spoiling it too much, you know, we, the synopsis is that it, most of it happens, um, in the uh, in the Arctic, kind of you know, like the super cold area, and so like yeah, the whole, almost the entirety of the book happens there, and then boom, jump to a whole new environment. Yeah, right at the end, yeah. um, really fast. So that's what took me by surprise. I have a I had a thought I had a thought, but it, it borders on spo- spoilers. Just my comparison, you know, like the ending. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I was. I wanted to have a, I wanted to give a comparison, but I couldn't give one that wouldn't have spoilers. Yeah, okay. wouldn't have met, let them figure out what it was. Yeah, again, I didn't think the end was necessarily bad. I was just really thrown by it, and after I finished it, I felt kind of bewildered and like I needed to go back and read the last several pages again. Yeah, I think the ending really takes some analysis, and and in that, I really like the end. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it, there is a there's a jump, and it, it mm-hmm. I, I can see why you would say it's abrupt because it is. Mm-hmm. It is, but I but I like it because it is like he was saying it's the kind of thing that makes it relevant to 
the real world and life and whatever. Ties, yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Ties it into real world events. Yeah. If we were talking about good stuff, I thought. Yeah, yeah, let's talk and about And I just want to say my most favorites is the the evil of this book mm-hmm. is great. I like it. I really like it. I like the way it affects people. Mm-hmm. I like all, I like everything about it. Oh, what was that? That sounded weird. I think it was a dog bark. It sounded like got, a dog bark. That got cut but off. got cut off. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, Rrr! maybe the yeah. dog ate his microphone. That's <laughs> <laughs> almost what it sounded like. That was a big dog swallow. Just <laughs> like you said, I, I enjoyed what makes this a horror book. Right. The evil, the problem. Well, that's why I called it the the, evil. The conflict. I guess I could have said antagonist, but that's not as fun. The evil. Yeah. It's a horror movie. I mean, it's a horror (laughs) book. You know, you gotta, you gotta be able to give it a little flavor. I think Jesse retrieved the the microphone from his dog's stomach. Okay. Sorry, guys. Uh, The the dogs went crazy and uh, actually the the police came up to my door. Oh, wow. What? And they're they're looking for a little girl. So. Yeah, I kind of had to answer the door. Oh, yeah, that's no problem. Update. They found a little girl. She was fine, playing at a friend's house. And I really like, I really like the setup of of this book as, like, a horror story. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the setting because it's something that it's not, like, in a way it reminded me of it had that shining horror feel because it's in the cold and it's it's desolate and they're isolated. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not really that it, well... In a little bit, it affects people in a, in an odd way too. But it's it's you're it's set on the ship, and they're going out to the Arctic, and it was just this really cool setting that I think fits a horror tale very well oh, yeah. that hasn't necessarily been done before, at least in 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 stuff that I've seen. Yeah, and a lot of it a lot of it is a very realistic type horror because half of what is the threat here is that you're particularly at that time point in time they're going out there into the arctic this life-threatening where people just die because they go up there without any external like influence uh um i thought that was a great setup for a a creepy story of some kind Mm -hmm. yeah me as well You you were talking about um not having seen anything like that and i i i appreciate it and i don't think i even mentioned this to you that it was set in the time period that it was because i actually when i first got my kindle i got a lot of free stuff mm-hmm. that um they had on amazon but most of it was like really old stuff mm-hmm. and i read at least one specifically and then i want to say maybe there was another one kind of similar that yeah. were basically horror themed things set at least part partially in the arctic but they were both written in like the late 1800s, early 1900s. So this is like the perfect time frame for this to be set in because uh-huh. it seemed to be a theme at the time. Because I do think they were doing quite a bit of exploration mm-hmm. um, up there around there. You're like I think that I think that the character designs really pretty pretty good. Aside from you know the the obvious things that kind of make the characters look very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I re- yeah, I, I think you guys probably talked a, b- a little bit about the political setting and and no, how we, it all ties. We hadn't really got uh, to that yet. I kind of jumped right into the Arctic stuff and without touching oh, on okay. like um, the beginning, which is like the reason they're out there, which I I found interesting too. So yeah, we haven't haven't really yeah. discussed that yet. 
Yeah, they jump in and and like it's all kind of at the behest of Teddy Roosevelt, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, right. It was like Teddy Roosevelt is, is such like the, the the penultimate man mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know. So so it's kind of crazy uh, that he's got this this band of misfits that he basically says, "Hey, you guys go wander around the the Arctic for, for a while mm-hmm. and find this thing." Uh, so that we can, you know, like use it as like a diplomatic gesture, and uh, and they're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, so I'm making, I'm, I suppose I'm sort of making light of it, but I also really appreciated it. It's kind of an interesting, uh, like, like they really tap into kind of the the feeling, like the political feeling of of the era, and uh, and how. Uh, Oh, what's the the main character's name is West, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like a businessman, and and so they all have this automatic disdain for him right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think anybody in the group really trusts him, uh, and he has gone from this kind of anything to make a buck sort of stance to dissolving and liquidating his assets over the guilt that he feels for the way that he's done business. And so now everybody's like, what are you, some kind of socialist? You know, so so it's crazy how that kind of mirrors some of the sentiments that are being held in the modern world. Yeah. Yeah. Which goes along with our odd political undertone of this episode so far. (laughs) Yeah. Um, See, it all comes circle it's it, all pizza it does it is uh no yeah i that's one thing like i i liked his character from the get-go because they do have that setup where he was basically like um ruthless businessman like tycoon type who then had like for whatever reason i don't know that i don't recall if they get into why he had the change of heart and then he was trying to make good in a way um, not, not even that. I don't think. I don't think he could make good. He was just waiting to. He want. Mm. He wanted to suffer for the things that he had done. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah, and that instantly made me right. interested and kind of like the character because yeah. it's interesting. He's a conf- yeah. He's a conflicted character mm-hmm. who, and it's like you said, not that he, not that he could could make good. And I think another character, even other characters, even comment on that. Yeah, where they're like, you know, you can you can do this and forgive help. yourself type. Thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty cool character. Mm-hmm. Uh, At least, yeah. And the other characters are interesting too. Um, some of them you don't really get into that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just kind of a few key characters, him being the one that you start the story with. Like Melanie said right at the beginning of when, you know, I, I definitely like how going up there into the Arctic affects people. Yeah. That was felt kind of original and interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, both affects them and maybe you already said this, but affects them mentally and physically. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like they've got teeth falling out and they've got sores on their hands and and they're going crazy because of the the lack of nutrition and mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that I mean, well, I don't want to get into stuff too much, but the nature of the, you know, the evil. The evil or whatever. The evil, yeah. It kind of restricts them even further in what they can yeah. survive on. Yeah, exactly. If they, if they believe in... Whatever it, is going on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, it's not just 
they're stuck up there trying to survive, running low on food, is that there's this other element that makes it even harder for them to survive. Right. There's some pretty gruesome gore and mm-hmm. um, not throughout the whole thing, but in, there are, there are definitely a few moments of uh, gore that's pretty oh, gruesome. Yeah. When it's bad, it's bad. Yeah. 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 And that starts even before they leave. Um, the guy gets his hand in a what happens? Is it in a vice or something? Oh, in a vice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even yeah. that was pretty brutal. I know. And I was like, and that's fairly early. And I was like, oh, okay, that's gonna. All right, we're going. We're going here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I enjoyed the book, and not that you should necessarily. Not that I try not to like compare things to a movie, but this is definitely a story. Reading a lot of it. Like, I if it were to be made in a mo- made into a movie oh, properly, yeah. it would be great. The atmosphere would uh-huh. be fantastic, and I could just kind of picture like the pace and tone that a movie based on this should have. Mm-hmm. It would make a really good movie if they did it right. Yeah, and I feel bad talking bad about something we're reviewing, but I want I feel it's important. And I and like I said, it was I really liked the story. I did, and in the in the setting and the and mm-hmm. the nature of the evil thing. And, you know, I liked it all a lot. The reason I, I want to point out the little things that I didn't like, mm-hmm. and we already did, but the reason I like to do that is because I don't want people to think we're just, just chilling. Yeah. Chilling for, you know, yeah. We like, read uh, this, read this, read this and, and, and not giving our honest opinion. We've made right. no money off of this. In fact, Jesse paid money to make sure this happened. Yeah. yeah actually, Jesse, <laughs> but he doesn't, but he, it's not an investment. He doesn't get anything out of it. Yeah. Other than a good book. But it was it was good. I liked it, actually. I mean, overall, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. We've been fortunate that pretty much everything we've had to review, or not that we have to review it, but everything we've chose to review has been good. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, even this book, that's why I wanted to start, I did have criticisms, mm-hmm. and that's why I wanted to start with the negatives at first, because then we can get through that, and then... Talk about the positives because I did overall like the book, and in fact, I may eventually reread it, and I bet it'll read a lot better for me a second time. Yeah, maybe for me too. I think uh, I was slightly concerned for some reason that I was going to run out of time, so I I went through it a little more quickly than I may have otherwise. Which is crazy because you read it a while ago. Like Duncan the Wonder Dog is like three times as long as this book. If at least, and yeah, I know, but I, I was like, "Oh, I got lots of time." You're like, "We're doing it early," and I'm like, "Oh no, I gotta, I gotta get it done." Then, oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to pressure you. Well, no, you don't, but you were. I think you worry too much that I'm gonna slack off and not get it done or something like that. But anyway, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. It's all right. Get real. Oh, no, that's fine. So I would, I would recommend this to people. Mm-hmm. It's definitely worth a read. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting and it felt original. I would recommend that they get someone in the movie industry to read it and make it into a movie. Hire somebody good to do it. Yeah, though. somebody good because it would be the like, like cold Arctic. Oh yeah, like suspense. Oh, and and it would take a little bit of money for. To make this into a movie, I think it would take a little bit of money, but I don't think it would have to be like a big budget thing because a lot of it's on a ship 
it's 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 not a lot of different locations, so that would anyway. We don't have to analyze. <laughs> my brain, my brain just went to. I'm on a boat. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what my brain does. So yeah, I appreciate you you bringing this to our attention, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, Thank good. You. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Thank you for um, making it happen. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. I bring I bring things together. Not always good things, but things. Just uh, just one more quick, you know, one quick aside. I mentioned his yeah. site, uh, Kelly Williams' site, and that's uh, treebeardstuff.com. But it's uh, it's tree, and then beard is spelled with like, like beer with two e's. Okay. So tree beard spelled B E E R D. And then stuff.com. And he's also got a uh, an Etsy shop, and and I, I highly recommend people checking that out. Um, it's Etsy, Etsy.com slash shop slash treebeard spelled the same way, where it's uh, B E E R D. And he's got all sorts of stuff like uh, Frankenstein, um, Phantom of the Opera, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, and then I mentioned how he's been doing these bears as superheroes. Uh, all he's got prints of several of those in there, as well as things from like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. All sorts of fun stuff in there. So I definitely recommend checking that out. And you can buy the book through his Etsy shop. Oh, I'm nice. sure there's other ways that you can get it, but uh, one way to get it is through his Etsy shop. So. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll include that link in the show notes. Um, because it's not, it's not easy. It's not an easy comic book to Google and find right off. I mean, you'll get right. the Kickstarter page, but the cabinet, you know, it's just one of those titles that you're going to get all kinds of other stuff in yeah. there. You had mentioned the Kickstarter. Wait, was it this that? Uh, you know, uh, one of the um, the perks. I'm not sure if they call it perks on Kickstarter, but one of the perks for donating a certain amount was original art. Mm-hmm. One page that would be awesome to have that I really liked, and I don't know why this popped in my mind, is when the wolves come, and there's a page oh, where yeah. at the end there's like a cl- the wolf is kind of like close up. There's like kind of a close up on his face, and the mm-hmm. eyes look like there's like cracks around yeah. the eyes. Yeah, I love oh, yeah, that and that, page. that yeah. becomes one of the chapter break. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. isn't it the chapter break artwork is the the wolf with the eyes? Yeah, uh, the things that they did with the eyes were yeah. really cool when 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 you'd see those. Yeah, no, yeah, I liked it. There's a lot of memorable images in in the book. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, speaking of, there was there was a moment uh, where they're first on the ship. Where uh, I'm sorry, I'm jumping back, but there's a there's that interesting thing that he does with the gutters and the panels where he's going below deck. I think it's west and. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, he's going below deck and and it's silhouetted, but it's like a white silhouette and it's repeated, so you can see them going below deck in between the panels. And I thought that that was kind of a brilliant way to, uh, to do that, to carry your eye down through the, all those panels. It's right at the beginning of the chapter three. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I thought that was cool too. So that's our, that's our, that's the full page bleed out. The yeah. cabinet. Woo. Speaking of full page bleed out, uh, we talked a little bit about, earlier about the YouTube channel we were, you know, we had uh-huh. Garlic's Nights and all that. Yeah. Um, we spoke a little bit about that, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. which I think was fun. 
Yes. Yeah. It's a good conversation. This isn't what I was going to say, but it popped in my head. There's a couple parts in that that I left that weren't necessarily for the sake of like entertaining conversation, but occasionally, and I'll do it in the regular episode too, that I'll leave parts because I enjoy the dynamic between either, you know, the three of us or on the Grolux Nights, the two of us. Mm-hmm. I just enjoy listening to like the way we all communicate with each other. <laughs> it's a robot, robot of Sherwood moment where it's banter. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> it doesn't progress or add it, to the, a story, but I, I think, it, you know, I think it's, it's fun and yeah. fun and insightful, but I was going to say October, hopefully I shall have some YouTube videos on the Grolix podcast channel, uh, about horror movies. Yeah. That's something I've been kind of working on. I need to work on it, get to working on it more. But um, one of them for sure is basically like a horror movie recommend recommendation list for horror movies that don't get a lot of mention that you might have missed. That are awesome. That are so good. number one will be The Puppet Master, of course. The, of course. <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> Wait, which Puppet Master are we talking about? Because there are a few... There the are, best yeah. one. The best one, of course. Uh, no, Andre Tulane. My October... Okay, my, my future prediction for this episode was kind of lame. Uh-huh. It it was about, in the future, October will be recognized from September 1st to October 31st. It is. Well, for me this year, that is literally what it's been. It's been October. No, there are people that already have their houses decorated, have had. Well, I like those people. Yeah, me too. The Germans, the Germans literally uh, celebrate Oktoberfest starts in September. So, yeah, see the Germans. Yeah, but they're that, that's because they want to get drunk. This. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, that whole holiday was started by uh, a king that was actually known as Crazy King Ludwig. Crazy King Ludwig. That's fun. Yeah. That's the greatest king name ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so too. Uh, um, hey, speaking of Halloween, Randy, uh, is, don't you guys have another compilation album coming out that is all oh, about man. Halloween? Oh man! You know what, Jesse? We just do. We just might. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I really wish. I really wish. I I had meant to make to use my web. Well, this sounds awful. The web comic I I recommended. Happy coincidence. Oh, that's right. Happy coincidence. I had meant to like segue from that to this because the compilation album is called The Last Halloween. Not volume. Re- volume three. <laughs> it's not related to the webcomic. Um, I just discovered this webcomic recently, but this is volume three. This is the third year in a row. Um, the Electronic Musicians Group, which we have talked about on the show, I believe, before. Mm-hmm. We are, Every year for the last... Well, this will be the third year in a row. Um, we put together Halloween compilation albums. We have uh, all the different uh, musical artists in the group put together a track that's like just Halloween in some way. Either it can sound creepy or be about Halloween or just be a horror-sounding track. Basically, we put together uh, an ode to Halloween every year In by the way of this compilation album. And for I don't remember how it came about, but the first year we called it the last Halloween, and then we kept making the joke that, well, what are we going to do next year if we do another Halloween? Because we can't call it the last Halloween again. 
And so there was all kind of jokes about like, you know, oh, just kidding. This is the last Halloween. Uh, <laughs> but I decided to take the easy way and just go by volume. So, well, yeah. So the last Halloween volume three, it'll be a Halloween themed compilation album. It's from the electronic musicians group. So you'll have like electronic type music, but we also have metal artists. There'll be some heavy metal songs on there. There'll be some synth wavy type songs on there. Because I got something on there. Um, (laughs) There will be uh, some trip-hop type stuff. Um, There's all kinds of genres. Oh, and it's coming out today, October 1st. Because that's when you're going to hear the the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) You confused me for a I know. That's because we're we're time traveling right now. October 1st. It'll be out today. So it just dropped today, the (laughs) the same day this podcast episode goes out. Um, it's free. Go to, you can just go to electronicmusiciansgroup.com and there'll be a link there to get it. You can listen to it on online for free. You can download it for free. Nobody's making any money off of it. It's, we're just doing it because we love Halloween. So yeah, check that out. I've got right now jumping back in time pre October 1st. I have several of the tracks in in already. I'm the album super, album supervisor, so it's gonna be a good album, I think, and it's gonna be very dark. So it'll be very appropriate to get into uh, that certain kind of mood for October. Yeah. So yeah, there you yeah. go. Awesome. Very cool. You can and you can listen to it while you read. You can listen to it while you read the cabinet, or maybe Afterlife with Archie. Ah. Wait, what? Oh. <laughs> um, what is this shenanigans? <laughs> what the shenanigans? <laughs> um, before we get too far into the poll list, do you? Would you visit? I, I guess the most direct route is go to the website grolicspodcast.com and it's a uh, view results. Here we go. Yep. And no, we still have an eight-way tie. So does that mean I need to roll some D, uh, a D8? You need to roll a D8. He had mentioned he's because we talked about you brought up D and D. Yeah. And I was like, well, we got Jesse. He knows about D and D. Yeah. And so he uh, <laughs> he's got his his eight-sided die there, ready to break this this eight-way uh, tie. tie. Awesome. Uh- I don't want to brag, but I did have a dice bag like within arm's reach. Because <laughs> that's how cool I am. <laughs> okay, are we, are we ready? We're ready. Uh-huh. Okay, let's let's see what this dice has for us. Oh, it's an eight. So the newbie on the list. Oh yeah, oh. Just marvels. Marvels. <laughs> Melanie looks. She doesn't know. We have read, but it's been oh. it's been a long time. Uh, it's uh, Alex Ross. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I don't know what's happening with Melanie. <laughs> wow. I would know. The title is Marvels, okay? Because you said Marvels, and I was the reason I had that look on my face is because I was waiting. Because I was Wait, like, by, what? I was thinking like, you know, Marvels, Marvels, X Men, X-Men. Yeah. or something like that. You know? Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, it was okay. <laughs> it was funny to me. So tell us about Marvels, Jesse, because I have not read it. 
Another vibe. Okay, well, Marvels is a four-issue limited series comic book written by Kurt Busiek, painted by the legendary Alex Ross. That is awesome. Uh, it's going to look great. And it's uh, it's done by Marvel Comics and oh, it was released in the 90s. And it's kind of – the thing that's going to be nice about this, since I know you guys aren't necessarily like super – well versed on on Marvel characters mm-hmm. is that it's it's taken pl- I, I, I believe and, and I'm kind of getting these I may be getting these mixed up in my brain because there was a sequel and I started reading the sequel. Um, basically, the series follows a reporter, so it's a man on the street, uh, and he and how he interacts with with these heroes and how they're portrayed by the average man on the street. So it's it's very – I don't know what to compare it to. It's almost like Kingdom Come but not in that dystopian future. It's set kind of in the golden age of Marvel. Okay. Or, which would probably be considered Silver Age of Comics. But, you, you know, like when the original uh, the original Human Torch comes out and then when the Avengers hit the scene and then the reaction to uh, mutants when the X-Men hit the scene. Mm-hmm. And each each issue kind of deals with of of the Marvel universe and how it affects the man on the street. So that sounds cool. Yeah, I've heard about it. I've heard I've 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 heard it was good. And and Alex Ross's art is always awesome. Oh yeah. So yeah, cool. I'm excited for that. And it'd be something a little bit different for our poll list. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. And I need to read Mar. I need to give Marvel more chances than I do. I like Marvel. I'm just right now. I'm not buying any because, well, for one, DC is dominating my all my money. Uh, well, this is Batman. <laughs> um, I'm just not a big superhero type person, anyway. Yeah, I was reading the X Men stuff, the all new X Men and Uncanny X Men. Yeah, and then both Marvel and DC hit like a bunch of big crossovers all at once. Yeah. And yeah. I just, I just got lost and something got dropped and it was, it was Marvel. Well, it's, yeah, it gets so expensive when they do that. Mm-hmm. And you, you want all of that, but you can't. And, and if you don't, then you're missing part of the story and nobody likes to feel left out. Mm-hmm. But there are some good books at Marvel, and I'm going to have to start reading more Marvel because eventually Charles Soule is going over to Marvel exclusively, and I really like his writing. He's writing Swamp Thing right now, and I'm just fascinated by this guy. Nobody, I don't know that anybody cares, but he's typically, I think, writing eight ongoing series every month, and his day job... He has a full-time day job running his own law firm. He's a lawyer. What? Yeah. This guy. That's insane. This guy is crazy. Like, what a workhorse. How does he do it? From what I understand, eight books a month is a pretty heavy workload. Mm -hmm. And then the idea of, like, that's your part-time job on top of being a lawyer running your own law firm. Yeah. It's so crazy. But he was writing several books for both Marvel and DC. And Marvel... Marvel talked him into an exclusive contract, so I think he's going to stay on to, on Swamp Thing. Um, I'm not sure about his other DC books, but Swamp Thing is the one I'm reading. 
He's going to stay on that until March of 2015, sometime in 2015. Then he's going over to Marvel. Mm. So the guy is... Amazing. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, you told me about somebody else who was also impressive, but I can't remember who it was. Probably Charles Soule. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, I've, I've heard that. I've heard this before, but there was another one. And it's funny because you have like a handful of people that seem to write a lion's share of the super popular books. Like before, before this, uh, you know, like before Scott Schneider kind of hit the scene, it was uh, Jeff Johns was writing everything mm-hmm. from. Well, he was writing The Flash. He was writing um, the whole huge crossover event, uh, Blackest Night, yeah. with the whole Green Lantern thing where all the the dead heroes came back with black power rings. And Yeah. It's crazy how like a handful of people like uh, Bendis, we were talking about how he oh, is yeah. writing all new X-Men. Well, he writes miniseries events, and he writes at least three, three to five titles for Marvel on a regular basis. And then I think he does his own creator-run projects as well. Yeah, so I don't know how to do it. Yeah, Bendis I know for sure does at least the two X Men books. He at least two of the, like Ultimate Universe books. Yeah, he's kind of the guy on the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, yeah. He's the ultimate guy. He's the ultimate. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> he's the ultimate guy. Uh, it's just a good title. So it's Brian Michael Brian Michael Bendis and Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The ultimate, the ultimate guys. and ultimate. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. Anyway, how did we get onto that? I don't know. We, we, oh, Marvels. Oh yeah, we're doing, we're gonna read Marvels for, <laughs> for our next. It's all pizza for for our next uh, poll list. list. But our current poll list, we still have to talk about. <laughs> yes, we do. I'm, if you guys want to go ahead and introduce, I gotta go to the restroom real quick. Okay. So, do you guys want to introduce this? Or? Sure. Okay. So. Oh, wait, you know what? I changed my mind. Fine. I'm taking it back. I want to introduce <laughs> this. Because, introduce it and then go to the bathroom. Because I have information. I did a little bit of footwork. Good man. Our poll list this month, also appropriate because it's October. Oh. <laughs> Chills every time. Chills every time. Chills. Uh, <laughs> Afterlife with Archie. Uh, let's see. Afterlife is with Archie is published by Archie Comics, of course. Started in 2013. Um, from Wikipedia, a little a little summary. It Afterlife with Archie depicts a uh, zombie apocalypse that begins in the town of Riverdale. It's written by oh why do I why did I want to do this because I'm terrible with names. It's written by uh, Roberto Aguilera. No 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 here <laughs> you read the name. Let me see Roberto. Yeah Aguilera Sacasa. Sounds great. I, well, I don't know. With art Let by Fran- Francesco Francavilla. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> But apparently, I'm sorry. I know the names are terrible. They know their names. Is they know who they are? Yeah, they're not. Gonna... <laughs> We're not robbing them of anything. It's not like because I messed his name up, it's legally changed now. Right. <laughs> Randall. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Would you say Milani? Yeah. Um. Uh... 
Apparently, this no. is this is yeah. <laughs> Quiet, just say. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this is kind of interesting. Apparently, the series was inspired by a zombie-themed variant that uh, Frank Avila did for an issue of Life with Archie. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty awesome. And the it is Archie Comics' first title to be sold only in the direct market. No, um, uh, no newsstands sales. Okay. And it is also the company's first teens and up rated title. Oh. So, take it away. I uh, don't really read any Life with Archie stuff, but it's got zombies in it, so I read it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and uh, it was pretty good. Um, I actually, now that I've read it, I have to read, uh, I'm assuming there's going to be a, um, like a sequel. There better be. And I'm going to read Oh, it. yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's already started. Uh, issue 6 is already on sale, and it's it's interesting the, the way that they're going to take it. Yeah. So. Well, I'm going to wait until it's a full book because I'm going to devour it. I think I think I'm gonna do that too. I I did read issue six, but I enjoyed reading it as a book so much that, uh-huh. that you know that experience of not having ads and being able to go from piece to piece without stopping. Yeah, pretty pretty awesome. I th- I, I don't know how it felt reading floppies mm-hmm. and waiting, but uh, I don't think I could handle that. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't want to. We're talking about like wanting wait, wanting to wait till the rest of it's done and read this oh. as a book. Yeah, I yeah, like I said, I don't read it, so I'm not familiar. But is Sabrina the teenage witch normally a part of that world, or they just threw her in to make it work? Well, you know, I think that uh, she's there, but you know, I, I think she's part of the Archie universe in that she's published by the same. Company and you know, like they've okay. always kind of existed uh, alongside each other, but I don't think that there's always crossovers. Okay. Um, I think there are crossovers, but I don't think that they happen as frequently as this, where where you know, so and so is just going to pop over to Sabrina's house. Usually, Sabrina's uh, adventures are kind of self-contained. Uh-huh. Um, and and the interesting thing is that spinning out of this. It's uh, it's got a whole domain that is dedicated strictly to the Archie Horror stuff. It's ArchieHorror.com, and uh, they're going to be releasing, and I'm assuming based on the success of this, they're going to be releasing uh, just a Sabrina title, and I think that's coming up, uh, you know, this month. Assuming you know this comes out oh, yeah. in October. It's uh, according to the website, Sabrina number one will be on sale October eighth. So I'm actually pretty excited about that and have added that to my pull list. It's supposed to be a darker uh, horror themed. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I've seen a I've seen a few like previews for for it. Like I've read the first couple of pages or something because they had released them online or or something. Or maybe it was in the end of of uh, issue six of Afterlife with Archie. I don't, I don't remember, but I read some of it and I, I like where it's headed. It's, it's almost darker than Afterlife with Archie. At least the open is because hmm. yeah. the opening with Afterlife with Archie is kind of business as usual in the Archie universe until enter Sabrina, mm-hmm. which happens, right, which happens right away. But I yeah. mean, like everything's normal in the Archie universe until Jughead shows up at her door. Yeah. yeah. So. 
And she tries to be a nice person and see what that gets you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Truth. <laughs> The Necronomicon. I know. I know. I okay. Like it. <laughs> okay. I, I I love this book. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I liked it too. I don't know. If I've read any Archie, maybe it was when I was a kid, but for the most part, I I don't think I've ever read any actual Archie comics. I'm aware of the main characters through, if nothing else, just pop culture like osmosis yeah i think i might have uh like out of boredom at the store flip through a little bit maybe but that's it they were they were kind of like you know i've i've probably read the most archie of the group uh, oh, <laughs> i don't think there's i don't <laughs> think there's a probably about that yeah um we we uh as a family we used to uh go on these these family vacations. I, I, I want to say every year, but pretty close. We would go to Colorado and we'd all load up in a truck and, and head out to the mountains. Cause that's where dad grew up was in Denver. And uh, so we would stock up with comics and Archie was always an easy sell uh, to my parents because, you know, you could get the Archie digests right there in the um, grocery stuff. Uh, the mm-hmm. grocery store aisle. And, you know, that was something that would, you know, command our attention for uh, a good chunk of time. It's something that, you know, all three of the boys could read. And, uh, you know, it, it's pretty safe bet, you know. I mean, as far as uh, comics, like, you probably don't have to worry about, oh, what's going to happen in an Archie comic. It's pretty... Um, I don't know. I don't know what the right word is for this, but it's tame. It's all ages for sure. Yeah, yeah it's tame. Okay. Yep. Both <laughs> all ages and tame. It was. And yeah, well, it was. And that's. I think that's what makes this so brilliant. It's like it takes those those characters, which I mean, let's face it, they're they're kind of like. I mean, they're cartoons, but they're cartoons of a character too. Mm-hmm. You take a. You take a. Uh, an archetype like like Archie and, and and Jughead and those guys are practically just like they're like a two dimensional car- caricature of of something you know like Ar- uh, Jughead is is practically uh, a more modernized wimpy from the Popeye comics yeah yeah yesteryear you know I mean like they're they're always going to be the same they don't they don't change all that much at least in those traditional Archie comics, you know, Archie's always going to be flip flopping between Betty and Veronica and they're always going to be chasing him. Uh, and Veronica's always going to be the rich girl that doesn't quite get it. And Betty's always going to be, you know, the wholesome girl next door type. And they, they all kind of fill a role and they don't deviate much from it. But in this, you add that element of fear and you suddenly you're fleshing out these characters. And the only thing I can compare it to is suddenly the Archie gang, the Riverdale, the Riverdale gang becomes in almost a Walking Dead fashion. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, like The Walking Dead, at least the original premise was less about the zombie apocalypse and more about the people. Yeah. And and I kind of feel that's the way that this goes, too. I mean, the, the zombies are a huge element, but uh, probably the more impressive feat is making Archie and the gang real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for me, not having read 
like I said, you know, not really having read it, the Archie stuff. What I, f- I found interesting, it seems true to the Archie characters and the way it is with Betty and Veronica and, and Archie and just the, what they, the way they are. And then, and then it, I think other than just like, uh, the zombie aspect, I'm assuming part of like this book gets a lot of its shock value from then taking the Archie universe and, and not changing it, but, it's like all their secrets, you know, like all the things you joked about as the kid, like the two, uh, like the, a good example is like the, uh, the cheerleaders, uh-huh. the cheerleaders who were always like, they had their boyfriends and whatever, but they were, you never saw them apart. They were always together. And, and so you like, you always probably could make that, that leap that, Oh, well, these two are probably together. Uh-huh. I mean, because that you never see them apart in the, in the traditional Archies. Well, this, this, uh, straight up throws it, that out there. It goes there. It's like, like, okay, yeah. now, now that, now that the, in, in the light of a zombie apocalypse, you know, all bets are off. Mm-hmm. The secrets are out. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, you always thought that these two, the brother and sister duo, were weird. They are weird. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, here's how. I'm, I'm, I'm really. Yeah. And here's how weird. I'm really glad you mentioned both the cheerleaders and the brother sister pair, because that was something I was unsure of. Like, I mean, I know Archie comics will not totally avoid like. Okay, the brother sister thing. I didn't figure they really went there in Archie comics. Um, but like the same sex relationship stuff, I know Archie comics has not yeah. shied away from, but I was, I, I figured in both those cases that that was a case of like, this is something that people, like you say, joked about and they're like, okay, well we're, we're taking it there because this is afterlife with Archie. Yeah. There's freaking zombies. It's, this is just, you know, right. full bore. So I'm glad you mentioned those specifically. It- so Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've I've got to admit that you know I haven't I haven't kept up super well with them in the modern age. So maybe maybe these things have come out in in other titles, other other Archie titles. But as far as I know, you know, like those were just things that that just seemed a little off in the original, you know, like in the in the traditional series. And so now it's like, oh no, no, that's totally the way it is. <laughs> so it's kind of fun for somebody that they used to read. Uh, to see this come full circle and, and bring it into a modern age where it's like, no, this stuff's okay to talk about now. The brother sister thing really like threw me. I was like, whoa, yeah, whoa, and it fits. It fits in a in a horror setting better than it would in a normal Archie setting. For uh-huh. Sure, it's like it's like you you're used to seeing weird stuff like that. You're like that's slightly off. That you guys are too. You're familiar, but you're too familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to, to like take and play on that aspect in a way that affects like what happens later in the books mm-hmm. is pretty interesting. I loved the art S- specific. I mean, I like the story too, but specifically I really enjoyed the art. It looks like, yeah. I mean, because it looks still like, you know, like Archie and that kind of, it's, it's such a weird, like juxtaposition when you especially when you have the horror stuff going when there's zombie attacks and there's gore Mm -hmm. but you've still got like the archie looking characters Mm -hmm. that's really interesting (laughs) you got jughead's jughead's crown his crown that that blew my mind (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but 
it it still works. It looked really good. Um, I really liked the heavy shadows where it's just a lot of blacks mm-hmm. all the time. That helped pull the like ca- kind of cartoony Archie look into um, this dark horror book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the coloring. I love the coloring. Yeah. Like yeah. the first page I read, I was sold on almost on the coloring alone because it's it's got it's Halloween orange all over this. It's got like this cool, like nice complimentary purple as the shadows. Yeah. I just love the coloring. Mm. It's Halloween. Yeah. It is very Halloween. All up and down. <laughs> I was really excited about, like I said, I one or two pages in, I was sold already. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it was, if it was crappy, I would have, you know, changed my mind, but it wasn't. Right. Um, but just the look of it. You know, going into this, I really thought it would be kind of a Evil Dead, Army of Darkness kind of tongue-in-cheek kind of thing, and I, I like like you said, like within the first couple book or first couple pages, you really get the idea that it is, but it isn't. Like it's 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 tongue-in-cheek because it's Archie, but it's not. It's it's handled in a very earnest way. It's not uh, it's not overly funny at all. Mm-mm. And again, again, we have the freaking dog drama. I know. Yeah, that was probably the hard. Again, the hardest part of the book probably comes down to animals. I know. Oh, yeah, all throughout it because I I forgot about even um, how it started, and then Archie's, and then I thought the dog stuff with Jughead's. I'm terrible with their names. I don't remember the dogs' names, but with Jughead's dog, hot dog. Hot dog, yeah. Yep. I thought that was a really good way of because that's right off the bat. They've got you've got injured dog mm-hmm. um, in a very and you've got you've got so many horror references. I mean, like right off the bat, you get Pet Cemetery and Cujo. Uh-huh. Uh, you've got the Necronomicon. You got all sorts of references there. Ooh, and the never um, the Necronomicon even looked very Evil Dead Necronomicon like, if mm-hmm. I recall correctly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you can you can draw parallels to so many different things throughout this, uh, right up to the end. And I don't want to spoil the end, but you know, like there's there's a movie that it directly references, mm-hmm. a Romero movie that yeah. it directly references. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Jumping back to what you're saying about it being earnest, yeah, they play it very, they play it very seriously. Yeah. The. Partic- the issue where Archie has to go goes home to check on his parents. Yeah, yeah. Like that whole thing. I thought that was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, like just not even like you know it's Archie, but it's horror and it's good. But like it was good, yeah. like horror writing. Yeah, yeah. I like. I mean, I don't know, but I I don't know the characters all that well. But I'm assuming it's part of the zombie stressful environment. You know type of thing, but you you see these characters and you're like, see them getting like worked up kind of in mm-hmm. their, in their minds. And they're like, yeah, he's about to do something stupid and it's going to like ruin things for everybody. Mm-hmm. You can see it about to happen like you can in a horror movie. I appreciated that. Yeah. I liked that it went into, um, again, I'm not really familiar with the characters names, but the Butler guy. Yeah. He made me. Oh yes, he, Smithers. He, Smith, yeah, I appreciated him. He made me feel a little bit like 
right on. You're almost as cool as Alfred. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've told yeah, you before, I Butler's. Yeah, I definitely took it there, too, yeah. Butler's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially British butlers. So. I know it. Uh-huh. Um, actually, that bit in that comic made me think of that rant you had about that one day. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Melanie's got this bit about how butlers are awesome because they are pretty much in charge of everything when they're working with these, like, big estates and stuff. Yeah, like they're the they're yeah. the ones that run everything that that are in charge. I mean, the rich guy has the money, but these guys are the ones you really need to deal with if you want to. They coordinate everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So really, the butler's the man. That's who you want to be <laughs> close to. There was yeah, surprisingly interesting and deep insight into some of the characters that I didn't expect. I mm-hmm. liked the backstory. Um, okay, so the butler who. Okay, there's Betty and Veronica. Which is the one that... Which is the rich one? Veronica. Veronica? Yeah. Could you tell us the rich girl's name? Okay, I guess, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Our one regular listener's name was Veronica. Gone. <laughs> no, I got it. Veron, your own. Veron, your own. I was trying to think of something with... Something uh, with yeah. Okay. Okay, um, I liked, I liked the backstory about her parents, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure is probably pulled from Archie Comics, I would assume, but I I just thought it was interesting, um, that they chose to go into the, that, into the backstory, uh, of, of her, her mom and dad and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it makes sense because they end up there, but. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely interested to read more. Yeah. Because too. we read I I'm was it 5 or 6 issues? The we read the equivalent of the first trade paper. Me and Melanie anyway read the equivalent of the first trade paperback. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was it might have been mm-hmm. 6, but I want to say it was like 5 issues. It's it's 5 issues and the 6th one is out now. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I I I'd like to re- continue reading it. Oh. I mean, yeah, I, I want you to, but I want to wait till it's done. Okay, yeah, that's fine. You can. I will. I want to read it now. Well, fine then. You go ahead and have to wait. <laughs> it's Halloween. I'm not yeah, kidding. six six is great, but yeah, the wait is horrible. Um, so this started last year. So did they do the first five just kind of as a tester, and then decide like to pick it up again for the next? what would it be equivalent to the second trade paperback? Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know, but uh, we were kind of talking about how uh, the success of it, I think kind of surprised them. And now they're going to take it and go ahead and spin it off into Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Uh, In addition to afterlife. Archie comics has like some interesting stuff going on because they're also doing, maybe this is the horror stuff, but they're doing, uh, an imprint called red dot comics or something. It's part of Archie. And if that's not the horror thing, then that's going to be like a special branch to, uh, publish their superhero comics because they, I mean, they have licenses for all these, these older comic book characters, including a whole bunch of superhero comics. So they're, I think they're trying to branch out and, revitalize some of these older characters and make them. Yeah. Um, it, it, this, this all kind of started with life with Archie 
where uh, Archie actually sacrifices himself to protect like a a senator, mm-hmm. and he takes a bullet and dies. Mm-hmm. So they've really been shaking up the Archie universe with their titles lately, and uh, I think to great effect, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Afterlife with Archie is, I mean, it's kind of this, I'm not going to say like a one-off. I mean, it's definitely not like a regular book that they, like, that they do, but it, that coupled with the news that they're like, starting this this other imprint and all this it's definitely got me interested more interested in checking it out like if they can do interesting things like this mm-hmm. um not that they have to put everything into a zombie apocalypse Although but if they can do be cool yeah. no i'm just kidding but right. if they can do interesting <laughs> yeah. things with like this with older characters i'm definitely interested to check out other stuff yeah yeah and i would like to see a darker sabrina also because i used to have yeah uh, when I was younger, I had a thing with witches, mm-hmm. but then they all seem kind of to get kind of lame. Mm. So I want, I want to see some dark witches. I thought, okay, so Sabrina does the thing with the Necronomicon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the ants, when her ants. Okay. When yeah. they went, they went all psycho witch. I uh-huh. thought that was awesome. I was like, is that something they do? Like, <laughs> I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I like it. And I'm very curious. Maybe they're going to use that to spin off, spin off the Sabrina series, this yeah. darker Sabrina series. That's what I was wondering too when he said they were making a Sabrina series because they sent her away. They yeah, she ends up somewhere, and I was really kind of actually interested to see where she went. What happens there? Yeah, yeah. They're 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 following that up. Okay. Yeah. yeah I don't think that's it. But they're I I think they're going to follow that up in the art. I mean, they are, but um. I think they're going to continue that arc in Afterlife. Oh, good. Uh, okay, I, cool. I, I, don't, I don't think that they're going to spin the whole thing into... Uh, yeah, I guess Sabrina. because that would that would kind of tie the other Sabrina series to this, like, zombie thing, and that's probably something they wouldn't want to do. Yeah. But yeah, good. Extra good, because I'm very curious about that. Yeah, me too. So yeah, obviously... I didn't care much for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have we said anything bad about it? <laughs> no, no I, yeah, I really did like it quite no. a bit. I think the only thing that would be considered bad, and it's not even bad against this, is that I don't really know the characters. Yeah. But right. that's just because they have a long history that I am not familiar with. And you were this is one of those books where you weren't interested in at all. No. And that's... Well, yeah. Well, and not to put you on the spot, because... I'm not really interested in Archie either. Mm. Um, I just don't I, have the history. I of it. I, I just... actually it it kind of bothers. I mean, not it doesn't bother me that much. But I'm a girl, so I always kind of hated that thing where it was like girls fighting over a guy. Oh yeah, it's like, it's like ridiculous. And yeah, I, I don't like it. Yeah. So yeah, I have I've never really fond of it. But well, I think that's fair. I think that's a totally fair complaint to have about just the Archie premise. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's fair to say that this could have gone so horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. like, if you think about the premise, it's like this This could be either the best thing or the worst thing. And I think it's really telling that they put the time in, they developed it until it was just right, and then they released it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I probably should know what else the writers worked on, but offhand I don't. But the artists I'm familiar with... Um, the artists, some of the artists' other work, and 
and they're awesome. And this isn't even necessarily it, like it doesn't even look like the other stuff that I've seen them do, but it's equally as as nice. Like mm-hmm. that's what a way to put it. But it's equally as <laughs> equally as cool art. Like yeah, always good stuff. Yeah, that's good. Frankabella. It's so versatile. Versatile versatility. Yeah. Yeah. I recommend this. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Yep. <laughs> uh, this is one of those books where I'm sure as soon as we're done recording, I'll be like, oh, I wanted to talk about this. Oh, I want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, like the cabinet and, and the other stuff we talked about, I pretty much think we hit everything I, that had popped in my mind. That's our pull list. Yeah. And next month. That we, is our pull list. That's, that, list. that's it. Check it out. I think it's crazy, although we don't have time to go into it, but Doctor Who's back, and we haven't had a chance to talk about it at all on the podcast. Yeah, but if we start that, we'll never get done. I know. Truth, yeah. No, it's <laughs> but, but we do need to hit it because it's like halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. So at some point here. Well, Maybe next episode or, or something will, or the episode after will yeah. do we'll a Doctor sure Who special. A... Mm-hmm. Um. I will say though, as it ties into October. Whoa, chills. Uh, listen. <laughs> so far, my favorite episode has been "Listen." I thought "Listen" was awesome. Oh like yeah, it. pitch like perfect. It yeah, really good. I read before just while I, while I was um after I set this up and uh was waiting to to start recording stuff. I read the second issue of Doctor Who, Tenth Doctor. Oh yeah, because and you had mess- messaged me and asked me if I had read it, and I didn't get a chance to read it till today. Um, uh, but yeah, I agree with you. Uh, the second issue was good because we had talked about the first one a couple episodes ago, and we weren't super thrilled with the tenth Doctor issue number one as much as like the eleventh Doctor's issue. Um, mm-hmm. The second issue I thought was really good. I don't think I read yeah. it yet. No, I don't think you have either. Well. I just read it today. You can read it next. <laughs> yeah, I need two of my phones. I think I, well, actually, I think I have three fables left, but it's full of red comics. I need new you stuff. You need a refresher? Yeah. Oh, one other thing I want to talk about before we go. I won, and I I haven't even, I, Yeah. I don't even think I got to tell Melanie this I mean, yet. What did you win? I won a free trade paperback uh, book. Of? Of, um... Oh crap! What was it? It was um, Forever Evil Arkham War, oh. I believe. How did you win that? Goodreads. That's awesome. Yeah, they have um, they they do it with other book companies, but DC seems to do a bunch. Uh, they have these. You can enter to win a book, and I think a lot of times it's books that they haven't put out yet. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And the idea is they want you to you know they'll send it to you. It's free, and they want the idea is they want you to review it. Yeah, and they say you don't have to, but but that's like the motivation for these com- publishers to do this, you know? Yeah, because they want you to review it and put it on the site and get the word out. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, I, that was the I I the other day I seen I don't know a link or something, so I was like, oh sure, I'll enter that, and got the email like late last night and was super excited. I was like, oh, I want a free book. Yeah, you didn't tell me that. That's awesome. No, well, yeah, where you've been reading, so I can read it. Well, it's not here. It'll take. Well, four to six weeks to get here but <laughs> i was super excited i was like yeah free free 
graphic novel. Was that the sound you made? Because it's great. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! I'm pretty sure that was the exact sound I made. <laughs> like three in the morning last night. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, I was super stoked. Um, and extra nice. I haven't even re- I haven't read that yet because I read a bunch of the for, for evil, forever evil stuff, uh-huh. and that was around that time period mm-hmm. where Marvel and DC that I mentioned earlier were hitting us with all these crossovers and yeah, yeah, series floating pole lists. Uh huh. And um, I think it was Arkham War. I'm gonna feel foolish if it wasn't, but it I think it would have had to be. And that was one of the ones that like I just couldn't catch up on. I I, I read the like main forever evil storyline just to keep abreast of what was going on mm-hmm. um but that was one of the ones i i lost track of so i haven't read it so that's even more exciting is it's something new to read yeah so and it's batman related so that's even better <laughs> <laughs> or at least gotham city related yeah all right so that's it i i was excited so i had to share that but i guess that's it for the show it's getting late yeah. it's getting dark it is dark. Halloween. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I am ridiculously pumped up for Halloween this year. You're ridiculously pumped up for Halloween every year, baby. It's because Halloween is the greatest holiday there for us. It's true. We love well, Halloween. Doesn't it, uh, doesn't it follow on a on a weekend this year too? It oh, does. That rocks. So yeah. that that does make it that much more epic. I think mm-hmm. even better is because. And I don't know if I'll be able to go, but they are have, and this is, you know, and that's fine. But we're gonna go. I don't know, but the anime Nebraska Con, or what I think oh, that's what yeah. it is, is that weekend. So I requested Halloween through like uh, I have like that whole week off of work because oh, I was wow. like I requested the weekend because I kind of have vacation days to burn up, mm-hmm. and using it during the holidays that are would be really beneficial is a pain because everybody schedules their days off around like Christmas and Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. Yeah. And nobody, well, nobody really usually thinks to do Halloween. So I got that weekend and then gauging by how it went at Ozfest, I was like, I'm going to want a day or two before and after right. off of work. Um, right. So I just used up a bunch of my holiday, my vacation time. So if we go, that'd be good. And if not, it's still good because it's Halloween well, weekend. Well, I want to go. If you don't want to go, that's fine. You can save your money and I'll go by myself. <laughs> really? You're going to go by yourself? Baby, how many? How much anime have I been watching lately? Come on. That's true. You probably know, at least by voice, all the guests they have because they have a ton of voice actors from well, that do the American. Oh, you, you watch? I, I don't watch. You I, watch the I, subtitles, huh? Yeah. I do subtitles, yeah. Well, I, I well, and this is like the biggest. I think this is the biggest Nebraska con so far. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I've heard. Like, it's pretty mighty, from what I've heard, and I've never been to it either. So, I'd I'd like to go. If if I go, we'll do another. There will be another special episode. Mm-hmm. We we tried to actually. I mean, like this is how big it is. We tried to get in, and uh, we we didn't make the cut. For yeah, for your table for um for the dealers room yeah, yeah. so uh, you know I think it's just that we aren't as established on the con scene at the at that time we'd only done like one or two cons so mm-hmm. you got to be getting there it's though it's definitely one we're gonna be shooting for yeah you got to be getting there at least locally people ought to like be recognizing you guys because you've been hitting a lot of them lately 
Yeah, I hope so. I mean, we try to hit the local ones uh, mostly because of proximity. I mean, it makes it a lot easier for us if we don't have to throw in a a room, you know, like the cost of a room and board on top of everything else. Right. Yeah. Uh, If you're not listening to us on the main website, don't forget to check out GrawlixPodcast.com. That's where you can get all these episodes. Uh, we've been posting Doctor Who reviews, like mini reviews, every week after the new episodes of Doctor Who. Uh, new comic book released lists every week. Um, all kinds of all kinds of awesome stuff. Um, check out our YouTube channel at YouTube.com/slash/GrawlixPodcast because um, I'm putting a, you know putting a lot of effort into uh making sure there's cool stuff on there. Like every week we've had a new video every week since we started. Twitter, we're at Twitter at Grolix Podcast, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Grolix Podcast, Pinterest, we mentioned all this earlier. Pinterest is the same thing. Pretty much if we're on it, all you have to do is throw a slash Grolix Podcast at the end. Uh Tumblr.grolixpodcast.com where you can switch those around. It doesn't really matter. You'll get to the same place. And that's the links I can think of. Oh hey. We're everywhere. We are everywhere. We're, we're everywhere you want to be. What is that credit card? It's freaking commercials. <laughs> <laughs> What's in your wallet? <laughs> <laughs> this has been Randy. Veratu. Nipto. Garlic. And this is Jesse. The only verdict is vengeance, a vendetta, held as a votive, not in vain, for the value and veracity of such shall one day vindicate the vigilant and the Grolix. Hi, I'm Grolix. Wanna play? Thank you for listening to Grolix Podcast. Grolix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vocal Arrow Studios. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License. To hear more, visit RollixPodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podcast and like us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Podcast. So, who wrote the cabinet? <laughs> that's just that's how it's gonna be that or i'll have to cut my my voice in you'll be like the cabinet is written by and i'll be like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll interrupt me three times yeah <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>